everybody, and welcome to another episode of Call It and the Ring. I am Jordan, and I'm joined here, like always, with Ed. How you doing tonight, buddy? Good, brother. How you doing? I'm excited. I'm excited because we're going to uh, talk about NXT tonight, as you can tell from downloading this episode. We're talking about NXT TakeOver, and, uh, well, this one is Rival. This is the, For the fifth- yeah. Yeah. It's the first time we're doing something, a pay-per-view, that actually has good wrestling in it. Yep, yep. See, this is what Ed likes to do. He, <laughs> I'm not going to feed into this. Now, if I have a few more yinglings later through the show, then maybe I'll feed in. But right now, I'm gonna. I'm not going to feed in. Uh, but we have a special guest tonight. Uh, everybody knows him in the movie guys verse as best friend Ryan, but for called in the ring, it's Fang McFrost. How you doing tonight, Fang? Fang McFrost. Fang McFrost, my friend. It was what they, it's what they should have called Stone Cold Steve Austin because that's just what they were going to call. Well, we had all the technical difficulties trying to get me into this conversation. Um, each time I kept putting in my name as, as uh, Ryan quote, the carpenter carpenter. Uh, okay. My last name's Carpenter. Oh, that'd be funny. Uh, but then I, I don't know if that's what caused the glitch to happen. Because uh, like normally I pick uh, like some actor's name for these conferences, but you know it's whatever. Well, tonight your name is Fang McFrost. So Fang McFrost. Okay. Fang yeah. McFrost. Because McFrost three sixteen you... says it says Stone Cold can't that. wrestle. Hey man. He he hurt his neck, and he adapted, sir. Listen, that was a, that moment in his career when uh, when Owen broke his neck and he finished that match. It was an you know it is what it is. I'll give a man credit, but after that moment, he just couldn't fucking perform in a ring. So the reason well, why I call you Fang McFrost is because I was watching a Stone Cold documentary recently. And he went up to Vince and he said that he wants to change kind of like, you know, like modeled off of this mafia guy. And uh, they came back. They they faxed Stone Cold these names and the two names. There was three of them. I don't remember the three, but I remember the two. And it was Ice Dagger or Fang McFrost. Yeah, because the hitman's name was the Iceman. Yeah. And that's why Vince McMahon should not be anywhere near creative control because he doesn't understand wrestling. Ryan, do you want to take this over and defend me? Because I'm not going to feed into his. <laughs> Can we talk about the pay per view instead of fighting? Well, you're the one. You're the one that's doing. Listen, <laughs> listen, bringing shit up. I, we've been doing this show for several months now, and it's well known that, well, quite frankly. Vince McMahon does not understand wrestling. I honestly, I do believe he's kind of lost touch to like in today's day and age. Um, but I mean, at in the nineties, he had the right people around him that he, how do, how do I put this? His ideas didn't automatically go. He had people who would, they would, they would say yes to certain things, but they would all, but they would push him on other things. And like, I mean, I know a lot of people dog on Vince Russo, and he did a lot of shitty things, like creative wise, in, in WWE, WWF, and WCW. Um, but like, you know, he 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 his crash his style of what they called crash TV was very effective, and like that's what we remember the most. 
really. Yeah. I mean, the the best moments, the best era in WWE was when they let the wrestlers take creative control of their characters and could be more edgy. Just that simple. And now that they're not in creative control and haven't been for quite some time, we see that the in-ring performances suffer. And back then, before the Attitude Era, when Vince was in charge of all this stuff, and the buck stopped with him, they, you, that's why you saw things like the gobbledygooker. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Gobbledy. that was originally supposed to be The Undertaker's introduction. Do you guys know that? Think about that Survivor that. Series 1990, he was supposed to come out of that egg, not the gobbledygooker. <laughs> well, I'm glad that that didn't happen. Huh. Well, let's let's talk about what Vince McMahon has done great. He uh, he accepted the fact that Triple H's uh, 12-inch python was plowing his daughter. So after that happens, Vince, uh, Vince McMahon decides to let Triple H be a part of the office. And Triple H comes up with an idea about doing NXT, which is next. And NXT is the minor leagues of professional wrestling, right? They just, we they just rebranded. They just rebranded FCW, which was their developmental territory. They just rebranded it as NXT and put it on TV. Fine, but in a nutshell, I'm, we all can agree that it's the minor leagues to yeah, the big. It's, it's their developmental territory. Um, it's what WWE hires people. Um, who need a little bit more in-ring work on mic work, and they put them in front of 400 people and put it on put it on TV. Um, and now that brand has actually taken off to the point to where they have North America, they have uh, the United Kingdom. They're gonna they're gonna have it all. They're gonna have NXT all over the world. So, so before we talk about the pay per view tonight, again, we're talking about NXT Takeover Rival. Ryan, are you a fan of NXT? Do you like NXT at all? Yeah, I like NXT. I um I I don't really watch the weekly program, um, because there's not really a whole lot of time in the week, um, to do it. I try to watch all the takeovers, um, but I haven't gone back to watch a takeover. So this, I've watched um, uh, takeover Fatal Four Way or Final Four or something like that. Um, I think that was their second takeover might have been their third um but most of the ones i've watched uh are from 2017 till now okay all right and and what about you like are you a fan of nxt do you like what it's doing i yeah um obviously we get you know the one we're going to talk about just three years later four years later these these people are in are headlining WrestleMania. You know, you know, you're going to have, you know, they, they're that they're that close to making it up, and you get a lot of pretty decent talent that that's come through NXT. I think right now, Johnny Gargano, and I've always thought this, is a top five professional wrestler in the world. For some reason, he can't get on a main roster spot, but it is what it is, uh, and I think. You've gotten you've, you know, a lot of the people that are big stars now. They've all come up through those ranks. 
They never should have put Samoa Joe in there. Samoa Joe proved his worth. That would be like that would be like back, back when in 2001 when WWE bought WCW. That would be like putting Booker T in your developmental league. He came in as the champ, right? Like he was one of the best in the world at that time. So it's a similar thing. But yeah, I like what they're doing, and uh, and you're getting WWE's only five star matches are coming in NXT. Well, NXT Takeover uh, Rival was the fifth pay per view or the fifth takeover. It aired on February 11th of 2015 at Full Sail University, and it was a sold-out crowd of 400-plus. Um, we had some pretty big matches booked on this one. Uh, we had uh, Baron Corbin versus Bull Dempsey, uh, Blake Murphy and the Lucha Dragons, Finn Balor, Sasha Banks, and a fatal four-way match, which was really fun. We'll talk about. And then for the NXT Championship, we had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So let's get into the first match here. Um, I'm going to murder the, it's Tyler Breeze and he goes against who's going to help me on this one. Anybody? Hideo and Tommy. Yeah. Hideo and Tommy. So I don't got much to say about this match. Um, my matches come in at number three here. So I, I I just, I, I don't like any of these two. These two suck. I'm just flat out telling you. Um, Yeah. yeah, I mean, Tyler Breeze has never been that good. To me, um, he's still obviously he's on the main roster, and Hideo Itami is he's elsewhere. Um, but he, uh, this match to me, yeah, I mean, it was an okay match for guys trying to make a name for themselves. But Hideo Itami was is good, uh, but he's not good enough to to carry Tyler Breeze in my personal opinion. Ryan, what say you? Because Tyler Breeze is a part of that stupid gimmick and raw now, right? Where they're like the fashion police. Yeah, the fashion police. I, 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 I completely disagree with both of you guys on this one. It's not a great match, but it's a good, smooth, technical match. That um, I, I think it starts the show off pretty well um, to get the crowd into it. Because Tyler Breeze is he's supposed to be this. Um, detestable uh heel um and atami is kind of the new guy i think is he the new guy or is a newer guy or something like that where they're trying to put him over as a as a as a face um Mm -hmm. and like i think you get enough of both of these guys uh like what their characters are without really like blowing the roof off the place like i feel like i I don't know what comes next because i like i said i haven't seen uh, the takeovers or watched any of these old episodes. So I don't know exactly how the storyline plays out, but to me, this feels like, uh, like the first or second match in a feud where they haven't had their blow off yet. Um, where they're both getting their, they're both getting their, their, their good stuff in. They're both looking, you know, decent against each other. Uh, I, I disagree completely that Tyler Breeze, uh, that Hideo Itami has to carry Tyler Breeze in this match. I think he holds his own perfectly. Because uh, he's more of like he's more of a technical, um, more of a technical wrestler, and uh, Tommy is more of like a hard striker, like what they what they call it strong style, like Nakamura, mm-hmm. as you can see, like, like what he does, like that's kind of the same uh, as a Tommy. And I think that they, I think I thought they worked really well together, and I actually really like this match. Really? Okay. 
Because anything Tyler Breeze is in, I think is terrible. But I think Tyler weird. Breeze is vastly underrated. Um, I, I think I, he got he got lumped in like this character, uh, Tyler Breeze, the uh, international supermodel. Uh, when he got moved up to the main roster, was just almost instantly relegated to comedy act just because that's how Vince McMahon sees that type of character. Like I'm assuming, like how do you get this over? Which he was over in NXT. Uh, like the crowd when we were watching it, they didn't like him, and that's what they're supposed to. They're supposed to not like him. Um, and so, Ooh. like putting him with Fandango uh, to to uh, form Brizongo, uh, the Fashion Police. Oh um, I think they're hysterical. Uh, uh, when I went and watched uh, SmackDown in 2017 in Toledo. That's when uh, Brizongo was in the midst of their feud with the Usos for the SmackDown tag team titles. And I, I wanted them to win so badly. Like, they didn't have to keep the titles. They could have lost the very next week. That wouldn't have bothered me. But I just wanted them to see them win, you know? Well, and, and I guess while you're – while I'll agree with you about, about Tyler Breeze, he's, he's, you know, he is a very decent technical wrestler. The thing about this match is this is – when you go to an independent uh, event, a non-big-time company event, that's that's the characters you see, and that's why probably for NXT, that's why that character worked. And to translate that into TV, it's just seen as something that's completely irrelevant to 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 professional wrestling on that large of a scale. So, to your point, I mean, yeah, the match itself isn't the worst match in the history of professional wrestling. That's not at all what I'm trying to get at. But this, you got to, when you look at NXT, you got to remember, this is literally, this is if you're going to see a, a wrestling show in a gym. It just happens to have the power of the, the WWE behind it. So that's why I think that now that he's on the main roster, uh, his talent is there. But the character is, is just not there for me, and that's why I'm not necessarily a fan of of his. Uh, because it's not because of his in ring ability; it's just the whole thing lumped together. When I see it, it's just like, oh god, this is this is really annoying. So then, Ed, what do you give the match? Then, what's your star rating for the first match of the night? I, I mean, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a half a star. Seriously, uh, the reason is because. Uh, they just don't mesh well together. They just didn't. Um, it went on. I think the timing was right, but I'm just not a fan of the way those two went about doing their their, their jobs for me for those eight minutes. So half, half what about star. you, Ryan? What what about you? What would be your star rating for this first match? Um, like I guess like three. I don't know. I don't want to give it too much. Like I said, it's not like it doesn't blow the roof all the place, but I think it sets the it sets a nice tone for what we're about to launch. Gets the crowd into it. Okay. All right. Well, the next match is Baron Corbin versus Bull Dempsey. It's really fun for me to see Baron Corbin like this because he is so hated now, such a heel, such annoying with his little bald head and his little vest suit that he has on. But uh, to have him come out. And uh, portray a badass and actually have the crowd chant him was a shock to me. Uh, Baron Corbin was a part of the NXT Championship number one contender tournament bracket, which uh, he went up against Bull Dempsey in the first round and won. 
but he lost to Neville in the second round. So how do we feel about Baron Corbin and Bull Dempsey? Ryan? Uh, terrible match. Absolutely terrible <laughs> match. I don't think it, it, it boggles my mind that they would put this on the show instead of giving, instead of giving an, uh, like the, the, um, the women's title fatal four way more time. Cause it very easily could have, um, this is, if this, this felt like pure filler in a show that has no reason to have filler. Well, and while I agree with that at the time, you got to remember now we look at women's professional wrestling, women in the WWE, and, and realize that two of the top five performers are are, are are women, and they deserve to headline WrestleMania. But what, women's wrestling wasn't as big, in, even in 2015 when this pay-per-view took place. So the thought process was probably, it was never, it was probably never a thought process for them to have, to take away a match and give them more time. Yeah, they still call them divas when they were being introduced. Now, they were wrestling for the NXT Championship. We'll talk about that later, but but they were called divas. Um, for me, the match was fun just because of watching wrestling now and seeing Baron Corbin, like I said at the beginning. It's just fun to see him in, in this way. Uh, Bull Durham was terrible. Who the hell is this guy? Bull Durham. Durham. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not Bull Durham. Um, yeah, yeah. Who well, the fuck he is was, Bull Durham? Bull Dempsey. He, he was bull. He's he's now he's now uh, bull James in in Ring of Honor and in traveling the world. Um, he's so much he's better now. He's much better now than he was back then. So he's worthless. Uh, gotcha. No, no. Listen, you got to remember, and we go have the same argument. Just because somebody's not in WWE doesn't mean they're not good. Particularly, this is probably the case because it, you know bull bull James is not that great. Uh, but he's now he's traveling. He's traveling the world. I don't know if he got fired or if he quit or, or, or what. Um, I mean, I'm sure he got fired, just like anybody that leaves WWE. Yes, not yes, anybody, yes. but most of them. Yes, he got fired on February 6th. He tweeted it. Oh, he tweeted. He tweeted it. Yeah, he tweeted it. Hey, Ryan. Yeah, I got. I got my jab here. Here's my jab. Can you please, Ryan, name me the greatest NFL? Uh, I'm sorry. Can you please name me Here the, the greatest fuck we professional? Go, Can you please name me, Ryan, the greatest professional quarterback in football right now that's not in the NFL? The greatest? No. Are you talking about like retired or just not like can play? But no, not just playing? just yeah, that that's 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 out there. That is a good quarterback. That's the greatest quarterback, better than Tom Brady, or on the same playing field as Tom Brady. That's not in the NFL right now. Um, that's a toughie. I mean, that's Look, a lot I'll, of criteria. Uh, maybe Dan Marino. I'll help you with this because he's trying to make a point. He's trying to add two and Wait, two mm-hmm. and get potato. See, this is the thing that Jordan does. Jordan doesn't understand that in professional sports leagues like the NBA, NFL, NHL, uh, in NASCAR, wherever, they you chase money. So these two smaller football leagues that are in existence don't pay their players thirty million dollars. They pay them seventy-five thousand a year. If you had that choice. 
playing the same game, doing the exact same thing, you would pick money over anything. But what he doesn't understand is that you have people on the independent scene that are making just as much, if not more money than they are in, in WWE and have the ability to have creative control over their characters. This is what Jordan doesn't understand. And this is why Jordan okay. doesn't understand wrestling. You've got guys like Kenny Omega and Cody and Cody. Let's get, let's go to Cody Rhodes. Okay. Cody Rhodes after leaving WWE to work on himself, he's had his first million dollar year last year, traveling the world and becoming champ of, of a bunch of different promotions in the last couple of years. He's been, and he's able to sell his merchandise, do the matches he wants, and able to make more money on the independent scene than he is than he was when he was with WWE. And he had to get out of a stupid character, and now he's the American Nightmare Cody. Okay, or you can go to guys like Kenny Omega, who are saying, who have said that they're okay making less money. He's okay making less money because he wants to have creative control over his character. Kenny Omega said the reason he picked to go and to not be a, a member of WWE is because he wanted to be in control of his character. That was the decision he made. What Jordan doesn't understand, because he can't comprehend things outside of his own thought process, especially about professional wrestling, is that you're able to have really good careers and make really good money touring the country. You don't have to be a part of that one league because that's there's, that's not necessarily where the money's at. Jordan, no, I'm I'm, I'm listening. I'm actually, you don't understand it. You've never understood it throughout the entirety of this show, and you are in every single the easiest way to do this. The easiest way to know where the good wrestling is because the only industry standard is Meltzer. Okay, and I'm not saying you have to like him or you have to know. That he, or he he made he probably he, he gets half his shit wrong when it comes to trying to find fucking dirt sheets. But the guy knows wrestling. The guy fucking knows how to how to how to watch a match and how to rate a match. Okay, and you've had two WWE wrestling matches since 2011 that got five stars. Everything else has 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 Kenny Omega in it, and everything else is all over the world that they're having better wrestling matches than they are in WWE. And the only two that ever got five-star matches since 2011 were NXT TakeOver New Orleans of 2018, all right? That 2011 match was CM Punk and John Cena at Money in the Bank. The one before that was 1997. So, Jordan, you don't understand. I can't believe that you don't understand that you can get good wrestling and the world is telling you you're getting better wrestling outside of WWE. But yet, you're trying to compare something that doesn't need comparing. You you don't understand it. You don't get it. You don't get it. So since that bear has been poked, Brian, what star rating would you give this match with Bear and Corbin and uh, and 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 Bold uh, Dempsey here? Uh, zero, flat yeah. zero. Uh, very boring match. It's a no disqualification match, but they don't really utilize the stipulation really at all. There's a chair a chair introduced into the match, but it gets used once, I think, and that's the end of the match. And Baron Corbin um, sits on it, too. Yeah, Bull Dempsey is very visually off-putting. Um, Baron Corbin has a... It's really... I think it's really 
uh, fun going back to watch, like watching this show, because now in 2019, seeing all the people that are on this show that are also on the main roster, they look like little babies here, except for Kevin Owens. All the other ones, they look like little babies. Well, they kind of are in the wrestling wrestling world. Four years is an eternity. True. Like Finn Balor, like Finn Balor still looks like a young pup in this show. And like mm-hmm. 2019, he, like he's matured, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the next match is a match that I didn't care about either. Uh, we got Blake oh, wait, and what about? Oh, I'm sorry. Have... Shit. You got to do sorry. your star rating? Sorry. Yeah, I have to do his Ed, star Ed, rating. Ed, I'll, 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 make it, I'll make it real easy. I will just take what you said and double it. Just just, just copy copy and paste what you said. Zero stars. Um, I the match had stipulations that they didn't use, so they didn't need them. Um, I you got really no heat at all. Baron, this is when Baron Corbin was good because now all of a sudden he sucks. I don't know what happened to him. His ability in the ring has has changed because he just isn't any good in the ring anymore. Um, so yeah, but he was, but he still wasn't that good in this match. Zero stars. How dare you talk about the Andre the Giant Battle Royal winner, Baron Corbin, like that, good <laughs> sir. Yeah. How yeah. dare you? He joins you. an illustrious group that includes Cesaro, The Big Show, and Mojo Rawley. Mm-hmm. What's next? Are you going to shit on Shane McMahon for being the the, the crown jewel champion? The, the World Cup winner? The World yeah. Cup? What? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Fuck that. Fuck that. So wasn't that um, right when the Andre the Giant uh, documentary was coming out and they just recapitalized on the name? No, no. Andre the Giant. Um, I mean, it started in twenty. Didn't it start in twenty fourteen? I don't remember. Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember. It came out in fourteen. Uh, that they started in fourteen, and the documentary came out last year in eighteen. So no. Um, Which watching that documentary, the best part about that was that when they talked for for twenty minutes about Andre's farts, and everybody laughed about Andre's farts to this day. That's the that's some of the greatest moment in the history of those of documentaries. Okay, so uh, the next match is Blake and Murphy, and they defeated the Lucha Dragons, which is uh, Calisto, right, and Sin Cara. For the NXT Tag Champions uh, Championship, um, so I'm just going to show my hand right now. There's only two, in my opinion, great Mexican wrestlers that I have seen, and that has been Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. Other than that, I'm not a fan of this shit. Uh, what about Nacho Libre? Anyway, I'm not a fan Nacho! of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just. I don't like the Lucha Dragons. I just, I just, I just don't like this kind of style of wrestling. It's not my bag. It's not my thing. I don't like it. Uh, it's just so anytime that they have Mexican wrestlers on, unless it's Rey Mysterio, and if I go back and watch the late great Eddie Guerrero, uh, it's it's not my thing. I was not interested in this match at all. I found myself getting up in, you know going to the bathroom or getting a beer or something in this match. I did not care about this match at all. Uh, Ryan, what say you? Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't much like the match. I thought it was kind of much of nothing. It wasn't like, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't like anything that you would hang your hat on as being, you know, like we defended the titles and we did it well. 
It just it, it is what it is for me. Uh, okay, Ed. How about you? What'd you say? Um, I mean, I to say that I really like lucha wrestling, I don't. I mean, it's but I do enjoy the high flying aspect, the jumping over shit and jumping onto stuff. Like I do, kind of like that. Um, I've never cared for Kalisto or Sin Cara. There have been some really good ones, but I don't need to. We don't need to talk about them uh, because you know, other than the two that you've mentioned, who are the most famous. Uh, Chavo was Chavo Guerrero Jr. and Senior, both great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this match for me this, again, this just felt like a, this. Just this is a developmental match. This is what this was, and obviously, these and Kalisto and Sin Cara were on the main roster at the time, but yet were going for the NXT tag titles. Like they were going backwards. That didn't make sense to me either. So they're trying to regain the titles. They lost them to. It, um... Oh. Yeah, they lost them to Blake and Murphy. they lost them to Blake and Murphy, and they were going back to which didn't make sense. Like the reason you drop a strap when you you, you drop a strap and you move on to the next show, <laughs> like that's kind of the point, isn't it? Like you can't be on Raw as the NXT champion, can you? I mean, you shouldn't be. Uh, Kevin didn't Kevin Owens uh, attack or like have a match with John Cena as the uh, NXT champion? Well, that was one match. He didn't move to the. He didn't. He didn't move to the roster. He had. He was NXT champ, and then he he like jumped him or something. I don't remember. But they did have. They had one match. Then he went back to NXT for a bit. Okay. So yeah, I mean that's different. They had ongoing storylines on other shows, so it just felt like a backward step for me. Um, but at the same time, it was it was a it was a fun match to watch. Uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm, I'm gonna give it one and a half stars uh, because you know it, it, you didn't know the you couldn't predict the outcome even though you could. Uh, if you know it felt pretty decent, you had some decent stuff going on. So it's a star and a half for me. What about you, Ryan? What would you give this one? Uh, probably the same. Star and a half, maybe two. It just yeah. Uh, I felt like it never really got going. Like they they traded. They had their spots. Like they're the the heel face dynamic, everything was traditional, nothing, uh, but there was nothing that you would remember, you know, after like, after the next match starts, that one's this one, this one's completely out of your memory. Right. I mean, I, I forgot why we were even talking about it. I just, <laughs> uh, okay. So let's get into but the buddy Murphy. Matches. Buddy Murphy looks like a little baby here. <laughs> Fuck buddy Murphy. Like, uh, anyway, He's part two hundred five live, isn't he? He is. He's the he's a cruiserweight champion. He's actually like I don't watch two hundred five live, but I love watching um, his matches on the pay per views because he's usually one of the top two matches on the pay per views. Yeah, no, I've only watched two hundred five once, and that was with you, Ryan, when we went to SmackDown last year. Yeah, we watched it live because we had to. Yeah, <laughs> because because I knew that uh, Jeff Hardy was going to be the dark match, right? Yeah, Jeff Hardy and The Miz. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to watch that. Anyway, so let's talk about the final three matches that I have a lot to talk about. Let's talk about my man Finn Balor, or the Demon, going against Neville. And the winner of this match would be the number one contender for the NXT Championship. Uh, Neville always looks like a goblin from Lord of the Rings or Hobbit to me, uh, with those ears. 
Uh, but Finn Balor comes out as the demon, which I always love seeing him coming out as the demon. Great, fun match. Finn Balor knows how to sell it. I had a great time watching this match. What say you, Ryan? Oh, yeah. No, this uh, for, I mean, after this match, uh, up until the, the finish of the uh, main event, this was my this was my favorite match on the, the entire show. Um, and I, I really miss Neville. Like, it's very sad what happened to him um, and, like, how they tried to pigeonhole him into 205, uh, 205 Live, because he's very obvious he can do so much more. Uh, you don't even have to give him a whole lot. Um, it's like this was this was to determine the number one contender for the NXT championship. Um, so, I mean, technically there's a lot on the line story-wise, but really, like, they had to build it, I guess, from the ground up. Uh, with the match because it's the end of a tournament. So like, it's not like they were feuding, you know, they had to make it seem important, which they were both able to do. And like the false finishes in this match are fucking perfect. Like this is text. Like to me, this feels like textbook, how you want to do false finishes. Cause I bought into almost every single one of them. Yeah. I, I like Neville's finish move. Like when he turns around like a corkscrew and when he jumps off the rope, what's that called? Yeah. Falcon Arrow, or is it? Yeah, it's oh, Falcon. Oh, no, something. The Red Falcon. I don't, I don't remember what it was. Falcon Arrow. It was a cool fucking move. Uh, yeah. Ed, Ed, what say you, man? I mean, are you excited about this match as much as Ryan and I are? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Neville was a top level performer uh, when he was in WWE. His matches were always fantastic, and I look forward to seeing him in AEW as Pack. I can't wait. Uh, I think he's going to have a very, very good run with that organization. Um, with that being said, uh, you can still sort of see a lot of green in these people in, in, in this match, uh, but it was the cleanest match at the same time on this card. So to me, I'm going to give this, I'm giving it three and a half stars. Uh, Cause like you said though, I mean, you bought, you bought into the false finishes, you, you, you felt something when they when these moves were performed. Uh, I thought it just fell a little awkward at the end. I didn't think the end, the act when they took it home, I didn't think it was that clean. Um, but again, that's why we're in developmental territory. Um, and uh, yeah, so three, three and a half stars. I love the fucking demon. I, yeah. I don't know why I fucking do. I just love that gimmick. I just fucking love it. I remember... Um, this is a fun little story about how I even knew about Finn Balor. Um, Ryan got me back into wrestling in 2016, 2017. Was, I, I got back in 2017. So it's so it 2017 then as well. And I bought the uh, one of the wrestling games that has uh, Brock Lesnar on the cover. And um, I'm wrestling. I forget how I'm wrestling. I think it was Kevin Owens. And I'm wrestling against a point I've never seen before, and it was uh, Finn Balor, and it was the Demon Finn Balor. So I found out about who Finn Balor was and his entrance and his theatrical things that he does through the mm-hmm. game. That's how I found out about him. I had no idea who this guy was. I never even heard of him before I played the game. And now my wife's just gets fucking. She's like, she's like, my wife's like a 14 year old girl. Every time he's on screen, she loves him. <laughs> she loves him. And I know every Monday night I'm going to get laid because she sees Finn Balor. <laughs> so now I'm kind of using Finn as my advantage. 
That's not too bad, is it, Ryan? No, that's not bad at all, man. You got to get it when you can get it. And you guys already right. have one child, right? I mean, time is limited, really. There is never going to be a second child, Ryan. If there is, if there is, you should name him Finn. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> no! You know, I, I do have a question, though. Um, why, what do you guys think is the reasoning behind... Um, Vince McMahon dropping names from talent. So like Adrian Neville was his name in NXT, but mm-hmm. he was just Neville on the main roster. Like the most recent one is Andrade. His name was Andrade Cien Almas. Now it's just Andrade. I'll give you the answer. Like Sean Parker played by just well just Timberlake. Well Sean Parker played by Justin Timberlake in the and uh, the social network says drop the Facebook. Just say Facebook. It's cleaner. That's exactly but how, but how, like, but why keep, you know, Baron Corbin instead of Adrian Neville? I feel like Adrian Neville falls a lot better than Baron Corbin. I don't know because maybe that last name of Neville sounds a little bit better than Adrian Neville. You know, I I don't know. It just it just sounds cleaner to me when it comes to Neville. Baron Corbin? I mean, Baron Corbin's a joke. They don't like Baron Corbin in WWE. He's 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 cannon fodder. I think he's very serious. They don't like him. He's in most of the like he plays a large part in most of the raw episodes. Because he's a bad guy. He's a how about this? I will say this positive thing about Baron Corbin. He knows how to piss you off. Kind of like how I do with Ed. He's so good at pissing you off, and Vince McMahon knows that, so he's going to put him on screen all the time because it's going to make you hate him. I hate the motherfucker. The guy's annoying. Hate the guy. And that makes him a good bad guy, right? Makes him a good heel. He's slimy. He always gets what he wants somehow. You know what I mean? Like, that makes him good. But when it comes to the name, I don't know, Neville, this sounds cleaner. than Ed, what about you? Well, I don't, I don't know why Vince does what he does. Some things just work. Um, some things, some things don't. And I would say that most of the things that he does don't work. But <sighs> he, for whatever reason, he just picks names. We were, we were made a joke earlier. Um, but you know, is, you're not, you're not going to be Neville, or you're not going to be Adrian Neville. You're just Neville. And you want me to do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, do it. Please do it. You want me to do the Hell in the Cell thing? I don't yeah, know if Ryan would like it. You want me to do the Hell in the Cell? Ryan, have you heard my Vince McMahon Hell in the Cell thing? Yeah, you just kind of garble in a deep voice. Yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah. so he's heard it, so I'm not going to do it. That's just I'm not going to. Well, maybe at the end of the show. <laughs> 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 we uh, uh the reason why we do that is because uh when hell in the cell first became popular he would always say that you know you were you're going to go against so and so in a hell in a cell and he just goes absolutely fucking ridiculous you know? <laughs> and it's just absolutely crazy um, yeah, Finn Balor is, is always fun to see. Um, one thing that I noticed about Finn Balor and this pay-per-view compared to Finn Balor now 
is maybe it's the people that he's against. But Finn Balor gets his fucking ass kicked now all the time. Not saying that he loses, but he just gets beat the fuck up. He doesn't seem like he's a strong contender, you know. But back in this pay-per-view here, I mean, like, he looked like a very good equal to Neville. You know what I'm trying to say, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, it on did. the main roster, he's viewed as one of, like, a little guy. So, like, there's a there's a certain dynamic that has to play out between in a, in a match between a big guy and a little guy. The little guy can win, but he's not necessarily going to win convincingly. He has to take damage just because Vince McMahon loves his big guys. It, which is amazing he really that does. he doesn't that it's amazing that he doesn't push uh Braun Strowman more like he used like like anyway. Um the fifth match on the on the on the card was uh, a very fun match. We had a fatal four-way match for the NXT Women's Championship. It was Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair who came in as the champion, Bailey and Becky Lynch. So let's talk about these four women, guys. I was really excited because I have not seen any of these people that are on the main roster right now back in NXT. So this is my first time seeing what they were and what they looked like and what their characters were. Ba- uh, Bailey is exactly the same. I, I uh, find myself watching it with my wife and saying, is she going to get the wacky inflatable two men? Oh, she did. It's the same Bailey. No difference, right? Mm-hmm. Charlotte doesn't even fucking look like Charlotte. They look like they, they look like babies, like you said. I mean, she's really skinny, and this was and this was pre boob job, right? <laughs> and, she, and it was before she got her teeth fixed. I noticed that recently. Her teeth are like really white and straight. Like I'm jealous. Yeah, she's got she's got caps on them. I'm assuming. Hmm. Don't know. I don't know. Her face was skinnier too. Charlotte Flair had more of like more of more of kind of like. Um, Okay, like, okay, like, right now, her face is more full, right? Because her body's filled out more. But back then, watching this, she was the big, like, whoa. Because, like, her cheekbones and her jawline was all kind of sunken. I mean, she looked like, she looked like she was hungry. I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was actually shocked. Did you guys, were you guys shocked seeing Charlotte compared to now in this? Ryan? No, I mean, oh, Ed? here's the, here's, here's the thing, like, this this was this was four years ago, five years ago, right? Four and a half years ago, let's just say. So you can tell, like in and even in their in-ring performances, not just the way they look, they were all different. Like Becky Lynch's hair now is 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 more is a different shade of red. It's uh, orange now, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. She was as they would as they would say. Uh, north of the wall, they were kissed by fire. She was kissed by fire. And and, uh, and Becky Lynch was more of a rocker. She kept on head banging. She kept on banging yeah, her head. Yeah. So like the only thing that's the same is everybody's music. You and if you didn't know who they were, like going back and watching now, Becky and Charlotte being two of the best wrestlers in the world. Going back and watching this now, you know it's like holy shit. They they needed a lot of work. No wonder they t- no wonder they were in NXT for so long. And then Sasha Banks doesn't have the purple hair. It's kind of like a burgundy red kind of color hair. And- that, yeah, well, her hair changes all the time. It'll go purple. It'll be whatever you know. She she just changes her hair all the time. The match started 
very blah for me. It seemed like the women were not comfortable in their own skin yet. Mm-hmm. It felt like they didn't know what they were going to do. It felt like that all four of them got a chance to talk 30 minutes before the match. But as the match progressed, it became really fucking entertaining. Ryan, do you share that same opinion? Um, Not really. I, I, I felt like... Uh the match never really got going for me. Like it's 12, it's 12 and a half minutes long. Um, I looked it up cause I thought it was shorter than that. Um, just cause like not to me, it seemed like not a whole lot happened and the ending was very abrupt. Like, I don't feel it. Like Becky Lynch, like when they played the hype package for it to sum up the, like how we got here, um, Becky Lynch just seemed extra like surplus requirements for this. And that's like in the, in the package. And that's how it feels in the match. Like she gets some good, like she gets that moment where she, um, she attacks Sasha and then she starts like clearing house. But then after that, she doesn't really do anything. Um, the only thing I really liked in this match was, uh, like the character work for Bailey. Like I felt like, um, if I was watching this, live like if i was following nxt at the time when she does eventually win uh the title from sasha i feel like that would have been like a euphoric moment like especially from what i saw here where she's like this you know um great babyface character who's who keeps getting so close so close to winning and just keeps getting pulled away from her you know she is the tommy dreamer of the women's division in professional wrestling (sighs) <sighs> but <clears throat> to your point, uh, yeah, it's one of the it's one of those things that each this match feels like it was awkwardly laid out. You know, you could sort of tell that they they were building onto something. There, you could see the beginnings and the foundations of what we see now. Back then, now the. Now the famous Bailey Sasha match is after this, right? Yeah. Where they kind of just that 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 that's after this. That's that R Evolution, isn't it? R Evolution. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I was just, go ahead, Ed. Go ahead, Ed. Because uh, go ahead with your point, because I was just curious where we were in the timeline here. Go ahead. Well, the, yeah. The, so the, the the thing is, is is the flaws that they still have as wrestlers particularly Sasha Banks and, and Bailey, um, the flaws that they have are in, you know, the present today are huge in this match. Like Sasha, a lot of the time looks like she doesn't know what to do for a moment. Like she forgets, she must be extremely forgetful and then goes and does something else. And that's where you get a lot of botches. And I feel like they have to explain to her several times during this match that what's about to happen. I don't know. Because maybe because maybe I'm match, alone on that, but she's still today. Like it looks like she doesn't necessarily all the time. This isn't, this isn't a, 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 this isn't a thing about anything other than I feel like she, she, she looks awkward for long stretches of time. Like she forgets what's about to come. See, I don't know if I agree with you on that because I think all four of these women are great right now in the WWE. Um, and I like the end though with uh, Sasha and uh, Charlotte when Sasha has her in her submission move. I forget what they call it. 
And it's different now because because now when uh, the main roster on Raw, it's kind of like a crippler crossface in a way. But back then at this match, she pulled her, she pulled Charlotte Flair almost in half. She just pulled yeah. her all the way back. Yeah, I hope hopefully Charlotte has done a lot of yoga because that would that would hurt if they fucked that up. That looked like that was not fucking fun. Uh, Ryan, what star would you give this match? How many stars? Um, I don't know. I guess like a two, a uh, one, one and a half. I don't know. I'm not too high on it. Um, to go back a little bit, uh, I did look it up just now. It was at uh, Respect Takeover Respect, um, where they had their 30 minute Iron Woman match. But um, yeah, this match, uh, I can understand. I guess why it feels this way because they're not um, they're not seasoned professionals at this point. I think the most experienced one at this at this point was Bailey, and even then was only a couple years I think into her career. But um, yeah, it, I mean I was kind of let down because like I expected, you know, coming out of the Finn Balor match to be like you know. This is like we're gonna we're gonna get the high stuff. I like we're gonna you know I'm gonna I'm gonna ride it off into the sunset. Great match, great match, great match. Um, but you know it is what it is. They're, you know they're they're learning. They're adjusting to the style that they have to uh, they have to um, act in. And uh, yeah, I think Jordan, what actually, the fuck are you doing? Are you Jordan? It sounds like you're you're humping a doorknob or something right now. What? I just yeah. adjusted my seat for like twelve minutes straight. the The entire thing, the, the entire time he was talking, all I could hear was you rustling something. I thought you were trying to hump a doorknob. I was just adjusting my seat. Anyway, continue. <laughs> okay, so I think actually this match would have been better if Becky Lynch wasn't involved. Um, as much as I don't want to say that because I really like, I really like, like, uh, I really like Becky Lynch. Um, but I think she was, she wasn't needed at all in this match. It was just a, just a, something that got like a body that got in the way really. Yeah. She wasn't in it that much. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. And I hate, I, I hate that I'm agreeing with you about this. Like this match today, if they had this match at WrestleMania, it would be the greatest match in the history of professional wrestling. But like you said, they're, they're not seasoned. They don't yet know what to do. Uh, and yeah, Becky Lynch got in the way for the majority of this match. <laughs> and, and Bailey, Bailey, she's probably the best looking in the ring. And I, what I mean is, is her wrestling skills of the four of them at this particular moment in time. Um, maybe it's because she, she was the one who was the biggest fan the longest. So she was more studied. Maybe I don't, I mean, I don't know that to be a fact. I'm just making that as a comment. Um, I mean, I'm going to go a little higher than you. I think this, I think this was, was a three-star match. Um, I mean, and I don't know if I'm giving it that because of what could potentially be, uh, versus what this match is. Because I, I wish, I just really wish that we could have gotten more out of them. I feel like there should have, there should have been way more. And this is, if they would have, like you said, if they would have had maybe five more minutes, they could have had a, a better match, I think. So there's my, I mean, there's, I there's feel my like take. it ends, I feel like it ends super abruptly. Like they do that high spot, 
where I think it's Charlotte jumps on everybody. Like they do, they take the turns mm-hmm. where Sasha jumps out of the ring on top of Bailey and Becky, and then yeah. Charlotte jumps on top of the other three girls, the three women, and then they like she pick, uh, Charlotte picks up uh, Sasha and throws her in the ring, and then she they tussle for a bit, and then she locks her into the bank statement, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of came out of nowhere um, and ended abruptly, um, just because it never really got going. Like I, I don't, nothing happened to for me to lead me to like, oh, this is the finish, you know? Yeah, I think that, that was a big downer for me. Yeah, I, I, hundred percent agree with that. Um, yeah, the finish, like you said, just sort of came out of nowhere. Um, this, this is, you know, this is case in point of it being of developmental territory. You've got four people who are pretty well trained, especially Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch was trained by Finn Balor. So it's not like they don't know what they're doing in the ring. They just haven't done it that long yet. Um, I don't know when they all, I don't know when they all got to, to NXT, but they, you know, they, or whenever they had, they would all start, they all came together, right? They were like the four horsewomen. They came up together, right? I think so. Yeah. Which they so, need to bring back one day. That'd be great to see them bring that back. Well, they're all too far apart in their careers right now. You know, they're uh, Charlotte and, and, and Becky Lynch are going to give a fantastic performance at WrestleMania. I'm, I actually, that's the match I can't wait for. Uh, I, I wish Ronda Rousey wasn't in it <laughs> because I think it would be so much better. Um, and they're going to have to work around her uh, to give us the, to give us a better match than what it probably is going to be. But that's the only match I'm really looking forward to at WrestleMania. Uh, I mean, they're giving they're giving us all this all this hype for Batista Triple H, right? That I mean, if if Batista's performance on Monday was was any indication of how he's going to do in the ring. There's some rust he needs to work off. He needs to, he needs, they need to, him and, him and uh, Batista and Triple H need to go to the performance center and figure this one out real fucking quick. But yeah, I mean, this match to me in, at this particular moment in time uh, was, yeah, it's just like, it's just everything. We've just already, we've already talked about it. I don't need to go back over it. So the last match of the night. Well, was a match I, got, I, got I have another topic of conversation before we move on. Um, tell, I, I want to know how you guys feel about it. Um, I was like super cringed out by Becky and her, um, entrance, like her yeah. throwing the, like the horns and, and spinning her head around. I don't remember her doing that since I've been, since I started watching again, cause I, I only know her from the main roster. Um, I know she used to do like, I know she would point with her fingers, but she wouldn't really like shake her head like she did here. Uh, and I just want to know if you guys felt the same as I did. Cause I thought it was very like, you know, just please stop doing that. Yeah. Um, when I, when I first, cause I'm a big Becky Lynch fan right now. So um, when I saw her do that in this pay-per-view, I was like, Oh, but, you know, I, I quickly just kind of let it go because I'm like, well, she's not Becky Lynch yet. You know, like, you know, she's Jason before, you know, he gets the mask. You know, she's She doesn't know who she is yet. She's figuring it out. 
she was the rocker chick, right? That was her character in this paper. Mm-hmm. She was, she was steampunk chick. at that point, right? Steampunk I is. The- I mean, her her dress. I mean, her her attire didn't really scream uh, steampunk uh, at that point. Because when she gets the goggles and stuff, and and that's really when it kind of and the jacket, that's yeah, really kind of when when it happens. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know about, I don't know, I don't think her, her outfit doesn't scream, you know, rocker chick to me either. No, well, it a, lot, a lot of a lot of their these outfits that they have on, with again the exception of Bailey, because she hasn't changed one little thing other than the wacky waving and inflatable arm flailing tube men, tube men. Uh, nothing has changed about her look or her her uh, her entrance at all. So, um, yeah, I mean, they you don't you're looking at four women who are about to headline WrestleMania, and you're you're it's it's miles away from where where they are today in this match. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, all it was definitely. No, yes, uh, it was definitely like a cringe moment, but you know, like I said, it was it was more of a okay. She's not there yet. You know what I mean, Ryan? To answer your question, okay. she's, I got you. you know, yes, like, I got you. I was like, eh, I feel you. but you know, because she's not there. She's not there yet. Um, but we got uh, the last match of the night, the match that I was really looking forward to to seeing after I checked out the card before I press play on the WWE Network. There, uh, Sami Zayn comes in as the NXT champion, and he goes against Kevin Owens, which the announcers kept on saying throughout the night, that he's only been in the company for two months, and he gets his WW, well, he gets his NXT title shot. Um, I only know these two for being best friends after the Hell in the Cell match with Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. So I did not know this rivalry existed. And another thing I didn't know, Sami Zayn could wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He could. Uh, I don't know what happened, but he could. And he was he can, well. He takes great right. bumps. He's so good at taking bumps. Still to this day, he he's good at well taking bumps. Liked. Completely well liked. People were excited to see him. Like I, I was completely blown away with the reaction that Sami Zayn got. Like I had no idea. Um, wow. Uh, I, and you know what? I have been a Kevin Owens fan ever since I first saw him. So anything Kevin Owens does, I'm going to like. I don't know why. I just like the guy. I thought these two had a good match. Ryan, what uh, What about you? What do you feel about this match? Um, this was my favorite match of the night. Um, I thought that everything that they needed to do to get the storyline over, to get Kevin Owens over as this detestable heel, um, just this miserable prick, it works so well. Um, like I, because they they play it the the whole the whole history of this uh, this whole storyline plays on their history together and how they they have they have been with each other on the independents their entire careers up until this point. So they have this this vast wealth of knowledge of one another. And this chemistry that's that you're not gonna normally get if you if you got if you just throw them together like you know say they did with Baron Corbin and Bull Dempsey, and and everything how the match is laid out, <clears throat> excuse me, how the match is laid out, um, how it finishes, I think was uh, I don't want to say perfect, but it was damn near close to what they needed to do to get the to get the act over. Um, I think Sami Zayn 
Like, it starts off hot with Sami Zayn attacking uh, Kevin Owens because he's stalling, doing the classic heel move. Um, and, like, he comes out on fire, and then he, after, like, three minutes or so of that, Kevin Owens just controls the next 20. And you have these hope spots where, you know, the champion should be able to overcome, but almost every time Kevin Owens cuts him off. And he doesn't, he doesn't, the crowd doesn't get their, uh, what, what, their release, you know, they're like, ah, oh, the good guy's winning sort of thing. Now I know the crowd cheers for Kevin Owens at the end. And I think it's just cause he's like really charismatic. Uh, but like, I, 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 I think it's great. I love, I love the fact that it ends in a referee stoppage and not an actual pinfall or submission or anything like that. Well, let's talk about that before Ed chimes in here. Now, I know this may sound crazy, but I think, because I watched it repeatedly, I think Sami Zayn actually was a little hurt there. Not to the extent that he is selling it. I think he got fucking hurt. Kevin Owens is on the floor, and Sami Zayn jumps over the rope. Well, I mean, no, he doesn't jump over the rope. He he, he kind of like springboards off the rope. And his head clearly hits that fucking steel ramp. Oh yeah, it does. And yeah. and I know he's overselling it because you know one minute he's walking straight and the next he's fumbling. But I don't know, Ryan, Ed, what do you guys think? Do you guys think this guy? Do you think Sami Zayn actually was was actually hurt here? You know, I mean, he smacked the his the back of his head on that steel fucking ramp, right? And I don't know if it was a work or not. I, I That's the best thing about this, this match is I have no idea. I mean, we know that right now Becky Lynch is, 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 is working that knee. I, it's, it's, not, it's not really hurt, right? We, we're fully aware of that. But I have no idea if they did that, if they, they did it. Because they, they've been using the black shirts for quite some time, and I hate that they do that. Um, normally when you see the black shirts, it's like, that's it. They're really hurt. And that was, that was so well done and so put together. I have no idea if they meant it to happen that way. No idea. Brian, what about you? What do you think? Well, I mean, in storyline, like watching it just as a viewer, not knowing like the whole X thing or the referee throws up his, his arms. If it's an actual injury, like he thinks is a legit injury. Um, I would like I would honestly believe that yeah like he smacked his head and he got he got he got a little daze from it you know and that led to him getting beat down so he probably you know like he probably got a little concussion from the floor that was exacerbated by Kevin Owens I could I could buy into that um, but like as as a you know what they call it, was it a smart as a smart as a smart mark uh, like I'm I'm aware of the X and all that stuff but they did do the um because there's a thing where like when they do a, a high spot. Uh, the ref will like grab their hand real quick, and if they 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 have mm-hmm. to squeeze back to let them know, like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. But, like they do that, mm-hmm. and 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 um, Zane doesn't squeeze back. And, like so, I thought that was a nice little touch that they had they added into it. That that's the thing. I don't know if I don't know if it was real or not. That's the beauty of professional wrestling. Sometimes is knowing what we know. You know, like when they take when these guys take a huge bump and they squeeze the ref's hands to tell you, like. I don't know if they got really fucked up. Uh, for for example, Jordan and I were having a phone conversation when when I forget which pay per view it was, but when 
Charlotte and Becky Lynch when they went through the table. Was that Evolution? I don't remember when that was, but when they, when when Becky Lynch jumped off the ladder on the table on the oh, Charlotte, yeah. Yeah, was, uh, and was Charlotte evolution. was screaming, "Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh!" Like she was crying. And Jordan and I were on the phone together, right? and where I'm like, "Oh my god, she's really hurt. She's real fucking hurt." I really thought she was hurt, but they they continued on, and she came she came out the next the next night on on TV and was perfectly fine. So I don't know if if in this match they brought like I said they they, they brought out the things that would tell you the guy's hurt, but they let the match continue. So yeah, I have see, no I was, idea. I was, I was curious about that, you know, because I'm I'm watching it and I'm like. And and after Sami Zayn did the springboard and and hit his head on the ramp, you know, I, I I went back and kept on watching and watching that over and over again, probably half a dozen times to see if he actually hit his head or what was his shoulders. You know what I mean? Like, is he actually selling this? Son of a bitch hit his fucking head. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I was just curious. But then you know later in the match, uh, he gets ready to do his finisher. Kevin Owens is in one corner. He's in the other corner. He starts to run, and then he stumbles and falls, and then he collects his thoughts, and then he runs. I'm like, okay, so it's 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 fucking, you know, it is the way it is. But at the time, I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, what I love about these two in this match is I actually believed it, and that's what makes professional wrestling for WWE or whatever really fucking fun. Kevin Owens is great at selling fucking anger, I think. And, like, I thought, watching this match, that these two actually fucking hate each other. These guys despise each other. These guys are sick of each other. These guys are, like, actual blood brothers just fighting it out because they can't stand each other. I actually believe that. Do you guys feel that same opinion, Ryan? Oh, yeah, no, I believe, based on, like, like I said at the beginning of of this, uh, section the the success of this match uh, owes a great deal to the shared history between them and the hype package does a great deal of getting that over to people who aren't familiar with it um and like the especially the promo when they're i don't know if it's a contract signing um or what it was where um in the hype package they sammy sammy zane says who do you want to see me kick kevin owens ass um like i think it does uh, uh it goes a long way to um putting over the anger and animosity between both these guys, especially at the start of the match um, where Kevin Owens is trying to get, get into the head or get to Sami Zayn by continuously rolling out of the ring when Zayn's about to attack him. Um, just like the, the look on like the, the look on Sami Zayn's face as his, like his temperature temper is starting to kind of boil over um, before he you know has enough and launches himself over the referee to start the match. Um, I think it's very well done. Okay, so Ed, how many stars are you going to give this? This uh, this match to me this is a four star match. It's a four star match. Um, for everything that I've said up until this point about it being this is a developmental territory. This is this is where you know where people come into the organization, go to train, and get in front of people. These guys are they look real fucking good. Real clean. Sami Zayn takes a great bump, um, and not only—I'm not even talking about the where he legitimately cracked the back of his skull. 
uh, on, and I'm assuming it was it's an accident. I'm assuming it was a fuck up. Um, but the fact that I don't know if him bashing the back of his head, which probably was not in the cards for them, uh, really contributed to the to the end or not. I have no idea, and that's that that adds even more so to the, the match. With that being said, it does kind of detract from from some things because. I didn't. We didn't get the clean finish we would, we would you would want, and that's the only thing that keeping this match from being higher than four stars is it doesn't have a finish. It doesn't really have a finish. So, um, yeah, I mean it's extremely well done. Kevin Owens is a fantastic heel. He's a great heel. I really wish that they wouldn't take the two of them being best friends and hating each other. I wish they still didn't have that same fucking storyline five years later like we do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, w- it worked extremely well uh, for this for this match, for this pay-per-view. And I'm glad we, I'm glad we got to, to watch this match. This match was absolutely fantastic. Ryan, how many stars would you give this match? Oh, man, four stars. Four stars. It's not a perfect match, um, but it's definitely – uh, one of the better ones that I've seen uh, in terms of like in-ring work, character work, and uh, getting a storyline over. Like it accomplishes everything it needs to do. Okay. So now we're going to get to the end of the show here where we talk about the overall star rating of the whole pay-per-view. So Ryan, you are our guest. We'll ask you first here. How many stars will you give this pay-per-view? Um, three? So do three, uh, maybe three and a half. It's, it has, I think it evens out in terms of things that I really liked about it and things that I were disappointed and or uh, greatly disliked. Um, the main event, great. Uh, Balor versus Neville, great. Uh, Breeze and Atami, really good. But the other three matches uh, go from serviceable to meh to why the fuck is this on this show? Um, going back to the Baron Corbin, Bolt Dempsey, uh, match that felt like uh, it could have been they could have just just used it uh, that match for like the main event of the next NXT episode you know they didn't it didn't have to be on a takeover all right Ed how many stars will you give this pay-per-view um I'm gonna say it's I'm gonna say all all in it's it's a two-star pay-per-view uh, it was it was better than Fastlane, which we just watched. <clears throat> but it, I mean, everybody's just so green, with the exception of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, that like it's hard to watch at points. Um, and yeah, the Baron Corbin Bull Dur- uh, Bull Durham, I, you made me do it. Fucking Bull James match was was just plain awful. Um, and there's a lot of things that just that just don't work. With that being said, you do have four people who are two of whom are about to compete for the championship uh, at WrestleMania, and the other two are probably going to have some big time match with like I'm going to I'm going to predict Lita and Trish Stratus for the women's tag straps. I'm not saying specifically them, but somebody like them. At WrestleMania, so you're, and then Kevin Owens. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with him. I I don't, I don't know, but 
really you've got people that are all you know are all over main major storylines so you get to see the foundation of of how they got to be where they're at so uh, i thoroughly enjoyed it but as it sits with just the matches that were that were there that two stars all right well that concludes our nxt pay-per-view of Hey, uh, I can't never say this word <laughs> for some reason, but the uh, but the NXT Takeover rival here. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, just go to the WWE Network and click on the original content. And you'll be able to see two hundred five, not two hundred five NXT, and you'll be able to check it out from there. Uh, I do have a but, question uh, though. Yeah. Um, before we before we do the um, goodbyes and whatnots, I know that you haven't really given your start like given star ratings. Um, this whole episode, Jordan, are you going to give one for the overall show? Oh, I guess I can. Um, I, two and a half. Two and a half stars. Um, NXT hasn't sold me yet. I think this was more of a scene where these people came from was more exciting to me than watching some of the other stuff. That's what got me intrigued was looking at the card and seeing who was involved. And got to see where they started from. That was my um, in. So, but overall, as a pay per view, I, I, I thought it was a two and a half star pay per view. I think it was that great. Um, but Ed and I want to say thank you to Ryan for joining us tonight in this episode. And Ed and I will be back in two weeks for a wrestler discussion. Of course, we don't know what it is yet. You will find out when you download it, right, Ed? We have no idea who we're talking about. We usually if we usually announce on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook uh, a, a day or so, a couple of days or so before the the show, uh, before we record the show. So yeah. definitely follow us on all the levels of social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook uh, at Movie Guys Pod on both IG and Twitter. Of course, Movie Guys Podcast uh, on Facebook, and we will we we tend to announce it the, the day before, or two days before. So. Exactly. Hey, Ryan, I got a question. I like beer. Do you like beer? Uh, yeah, I like beer. And where can Do you know a place where I can? Beer? Yeah, and where can people go to find some beer? You can go to insidethecellar.com. It is a fantastic. Uh, it's a fantastic company. Uh, it's basically it's literally buying buying things. You know, everybody buys stuff on the internet now. Uh, Inside the cellar is is literally uh, Amazon for alcohol. Uh, they have different craft beers. They have wines. They have things that you normally wouldn't get to have um, in your local craft beer store. So it's definitely a place if you like beer, if you like wine, uh, it's definitely the place to to check out. Uh, and they'll tell and you know you can check you can do things from buy from, from pricing buy from you know via like you know anywhere between one dollar to fifteen dollars. Um, Argentina, California, Italy. You can pick by country. Our state, the type, and that it's it's really awesome. They've got a ton of stuff. So, uh, everybody, go to insidethecellar.com. They're part of the Movie Guys Verse, so we're pretty excited that we're definitely excited to keep them around. So, all right, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Call in the Ring. Make sure to check us out at movieguyspodcast.com, movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, Twitter, Facebook. Just search for Movie Guys Podcast, and also on Instagram. And you can download this episode and many others on iTunes, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, and, of course, on MovieGuysPodcast.com. Thank you so much, and we'll be back for another awesome episode of Call into the Ring in two weeks. Take care.